Hello and welcome to the Wingnet Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond. Personally, I have been to 50 countries. I've met so many people in my travels that I want to bring on this podcast and get their story on record. I have plenty of tips and stories to share with you as well. Are you a backpacker or a traveller or gap year student or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. Throughout the weeks and months, you'll get many guests and solo episodes where I try to cover all range of subjects within travel. This is a casual and informative travel podcast to inspire you to travel in the future. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thanks for listening and supporting this. And I'll see you soon. Cheers, James. Hello and welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast episode 43. Travelling with Bambi and Goddess. These two cats have travelled together previously after meeting at university. And Bambi is a good friend of mine and he's brought along Goddess for a laugh. And they're going to talk about Southeast Asia, a bit of Australia and some future travels. It's a classic anecdotal content, this one, and some stories to share, and I hope it will make you laugh and and get the juices flowing to get out there and travel. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you soon. Let's get into the episode. Everybody, good to be back on. Yeah, Bambi, back again. Fans were uh, kind of like calling your name, placards outside my house, all that sort of stuff. It's been difficult to move. It's been difficult to get out of my flat since that last episode appearance. Um, You know, the the fans have been there waiting, and. uh, 10 every morning but you know we're still yeah. going we're still going but you've come a long way since uh, episode three huh yeah yeah, yeah. it's been a bit, bit, bit of a journey to be fair yeah god is on now god is on now so almost Mate, made it. may i say after the totally football show and the anfield rap this was right up there with you know it's an absolute honor to be on this podcast mate it's funny that i didn't see proof of that in the uh, spotify raps 2021 <laughs> 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 i've always got to share it with my audience but there you go all good so you two have uh, travelled previously, but you know each other from university, right? Back in the day at Knox. Well, yeah, we went to university. Uh, 2007, went to uni, and we met in Hall's residence. We're in the same same Hall's residence, so we've kind of uh, yeah, we've been, we've been mates since then. What uh, what kind of drew you together was it the football love? You both support Liverpool, right? It was actually. I think we were playing in football trials on the first week, and. Um, I was checking up on the scores. Liverpool playing Aston Villa on the day, and uh, I was checking up on the scores. Oh. And he comes over and goes, "Oh, what's 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 the score, mate?" And then the rest. Of this is in the era of three G, or maybe even two G, where <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you basically had to go to the person with the best phone and uh, check on the scores. And Bambi had the best phone, which alludes to the fact that Bambi had the best phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, questionable. Yeah, back in those days, that would have been what era was that? Is that Benitez? That's nah. prime Benitez. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was declining Rafa. Declining Rafa era. No, mate, he was on the up. And then we uh, had title challenge a couple of years later. True, no, second years, Champions mate. League final that year. That's the one that kind of people forget about, isn't it? Yeah. Because everyone always, always remember the year before, right? Gerard and all that, 3-0 down, blah, blah, blah. But no one really remembers that second final that he lost. Say, Only Liverpool fans, you know we should have won that game. Yeah, because yeah, you're better that game. Quick, yeah. quick fact, mate, I'll be better at talking about football than travel. Who was the man of the match during that second final Liverpool in against AC Milan? That guy. No. Oh. He scored, didn't he? He played right wing. He played right wing. Jermaine Pennant. Mm. Spot on. Oh, was it? Oh, I guess. Yeah, I'll take that. Jermaine European Pennant legend, the man of the Jermaine match Pennant. in the European final. I'm having really? that. God, stand in the dark. Anyway, this is not a football podcast, it's a travel podcast. So how did you two combine together to go travelling? What, what was the thinking there? Did you decide midway through your degree or 
did you both finish and think, nah, we need, need a bit of a break? Um, I'll answer for Bambi, actually. So I had a job lined up after uni, um, which I deferred a year. So mm-hmm. I'd always had it in my head to go travelling during that kind of year, gap year, basically. Yeah. Uh, for, for want of a better phrase. And uh, Bambi was just bumming along and uh, just decided to tag along with my plans. It, that's, that's completely accurate, isn't it, Bambi? Um. I think there's a bit more nuance to it than that, but uh, I think all the way through uni, we kind of had conversations, you know, about um, travelling and how much we wanted to do it, because gap year was a big thing around there. So people going to Southeast Asia and yeah, yeah. Australia and, you know, that was that was on our radar. So we, can't think we always talked about wanting to do it. And um, as God has said, I was bumbling along at the time. So I did four months work after uni, uh, Aviva. Aviva, yeah, yeah, remember that. Yeah. That's the one. And then, yeah, we planned it for February 2011. We did our, we had our major trip, which I think, to be fair, God has drew together a group of random people uh, for. I was the social random. nucleus of uh, yeah, the, the motley group of in between us. Um, so there was Bambi, my mate from uni, who we met from uni, as we've just eloquently described about five minutes ago. Uh, I have a, my other friend, Phil, who was my course mate, who Bambi probably didn't really know him that much at the time, did he? You vaguely knew him. Um, and then my other friend, another Phil, aka Ice, um, was my friend from home. So the four of us, uh, all the same age, just coming out of uni. Um, yeah, so it sort of came together nicely. Was there like a plan or did you just kind of like got together first and then decided where to go? It's hard, isn't it? Because it's ten, 10 and a half years ago now, almost yeah, 11. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I think... Um, I don't think there was a plan. I think we booked the first hostels landing yeah. in Bangkok and yeah. then no, no, I kind of winged it from then. I'd say we had a plan in terms of the flight out and the flight back. So we knew we were flying to Bangkok. And yeah. We knew we were flying out of, I think it was America. I think you kind of, you, you finished. Yeah, I was flying back from Singapore, so I always had that book. Yeah. Uh, and, and obviously the, the, the SDA travel or whoever we went with flights, yeah. they book your flights and they say, you know, Bangkok, and then you've got to go to Australia on this day. Other than those dates, I think we had absolutely zero plan. Love that. We went to SDA a couple of times, didn't we? We tried to get some advice, but then we ended up just having a look and seeing like the most common route was kind of up North Thailand, Laos, Vietnam. So we thought, okay, that's, that's the general loop. Let's do that. I found SCA like, yeah, yeah I'll yeah. go in there and read their books. I'm like, oh, yeah, so that's what they're doing. Bangkok, all the way around up the top, back down. And then I would only probably book the um, sort of flexible tickets, the flights, because you can change your dates on them. Yeah. That was yeah, what I kind think, of used them for. I think me and one of the Phil's bowled into an SCA in Victoria, actually, in London. I don't know if it's still there. And I think some Aussie rep, some token Aussie rep just sold us the most generic <laughs> Southeast Asia slash Australasia gap year. Yeah. Um, we just bolted on the flight, tried to haggle, probably didn't get much out of that. And then I think we circulated the itinerary and then the other lads booked. I think that might have been what happened. And then we kind of made the itinerary up as we landed based on, you know, reading The Lonely Planet. Word of mouth as well. You... Word of mouth, you'd sort of follow some people around, that sort of stuff. All right. We'd done the same thing. We landed Bangkok and we had no plan, but we went along with what people told us at the hostel. I don't even think we had a lonely planet. So um, we just knew we were going east towards like Cambodia somewhere. Um, But no real sense of time or where to go. That's the part I reckon that's the best way to do it. Because why why limit yourself to like places you have to go to if you booked it? 
You just oh, mate, that's all right. It's, it's yeah. the ultimate time to be lazy in your life. So <laughs> just let someone do the itinerary for you. <laughs> but it, honestly, like, we... yeah, go on. I think when we when we landed somewhere where we liked, we had that flexibility to be like, let's book and have a couple of nights if we liked it. I think Chinookville was one of those places, and Pai in North Thailand, we kind of spent sort of five days there because we thought, oh, we really like it. Here. We're not in a hurry yeah, to get anywhere. So yeah, if it's cultural, we'd skip through it in a day. Um, and then if it's <laughs> non-cultural, we would be like, well, we don't need to fly out to Sydney to about yeah. six weeks. Was it? Lonely Planet, <laughs> Temple, <laughs> Elephant Ride, take them off, and then move on. I can hear a rumour that you skipped the uh, yeah, 22-year-old gap, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty uh, funny way of putting it, because I, I think Bambi told me before that Goddess doesn't do cultural stuff, so you do it for a hey, day and then, then head off somewhere oh, mate, else. I mean, I, I'd flick it off the list, but, you know, what's the point of hanging around? Like, get it done, see it, and then move on. <laughs> so, so what was the base of you <laughs> staying somewhere? Was it just, like, getting boozed up? Like meeting people, is that how you decided to stay somewhere or go somewhere? Yeah, you um, did it do did it do British food, um, imported <laughs> European lager, <laughs> and did it show Premier League football or some sort of, you know, Westernised football? Bah, Premier League. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah, yeah. That was it, mate. You can't say Yeah, yeah. That's a great. Uh, that's a great uh, little segue for people who are thinking about doing that real deep. Trying to find I themselves mean, you know, Southeast, Southeast Asia trip. Yeah, I mean, people will mock that, but there'll be lots of lads there, maybe girls as well, that'll be nodding away to that. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be going to be honest and say that was exactly what we did. And Bambi will deny it under the guise of, you know, being mm. cultural that he wanted to do I, that as well. I was there for the temples. Do you think that's fair to say that's because of age? Like if, you're, if you're going um, now, would you want to do more culture or is it still the same? Definitely be different. Yeah, we were 22, 21. I was 23 when I went there. 22, yeah. maybe. Yeah, 22, I think, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we were, we were, it was kind of a combination. If it had like uh, a group of Western people who we could connect with, and then there was sort of cultural thing to do, we kind of we made sure we did that, but then we also made sure there was opportunity to meet people and, and have a good time as well. Do you remember the first hostel that you stayed in in Bangkok? Yes. Yes. What was it called? It was called Napark Hostel. Napark, that's the one. Uh, uh, just off the Kosan Road, Kosan Road. Thing, yeah. a couple of roads back. Yeah. Because um, me, Bambi, and Phil number two, Ice, as his na- nickname was, we got there, I think, a week before the other Phil. I'm not sure why. He came out a week later. So we were kind of bumming around in Bangkok. And we stayed there. And it was pretty good, wasn't it, from what I remember? It was really good. I'm trying to remember what day Ice had his uh, food poisoning. Because there was one day where he was completely bedridden and we were just bringing him ice lollies in bed all night. And then we sort of bring him an ice lolly and then go back out for another drink. Night, so Ice is Best an absolute night. panicker. Um, he's like a prime panicker. So I think it was night one or at least latest night two. He he got the shits or something like that. And he was <laughs> he was gone mentally and physically. So <laughs> he and Bambi went on that kind of like big first night. What, um, it's kind of a scary start to travelling when, when your mate goes down that quickly with food poisoning. You know, oh, no, because it was all new to us as well. So we're, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. thinking, oh, blimey, is it, is it going to hit me like that as well? But I don't think I had any, anything too bad. My food poisoning came from uh, 7-Eleven. There's cheese toast season they used to do. Chicken and cheese toast. Oh, yeah. I've been I sat there for a I week. I don't think it was local food, oh, yeah. Mate, horrendous. Yeah, they're grim. Um, it's Kosan Road. It's a crazy place, isn't it? 24 hours. You can do a lot of stuff on that road, can't you? <laughs> 
I think it's amazing, yeah, from what I remember. Um, I mean, I'm probably good back there now. I think it's horrific, but um, at the time, I think it was it was like a mecca. Um, mm. So yeah, yeah, it's like I don't know how long it is. Quite long bars. Yeah, yeah anything you want to eat, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, scorpions um, on the street. Yeah, eating that sort of shit. Uh, I was going to say well, we kind of we did our loop, and then we came back to Bangkok for the second time around, and uh, it was the what was the festival Songkram, the New Year, Thailand New Year. Yeah, and, uh, it was a massive water fight oh, oh, down. Oh, yeah, t- yeah, yeah, that was Sand Road. So just everyone was throwing. I think was it flour or something like that. Every, each other, and they had water guns and water balloons and just this massive water fight in the middle of. And it was a uh, so busy then, but it's it's unique, unique road, I'd say. That's one of those classic photos you see in the SCA books, isn't it? Yeah. Like when they do their little routes, that's the, that's the one thing they put in there. It's completely by accident that we landed in there. <laughs> yeah. Was that planned or did you just bumbling around? An interesting experience. Up? Yeah, we were bumbling around. We stopped yeah, back. yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, um, did um, Ice get any more shits on the way there? Like, ra- the way around? Did he get in trouble? Oh, mate, we, we all did. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know what PG rating of this podcast is, but there was one <laughs> night that was, I mean, all four of us. It was horrendous, man. Oh, I mean, four? Yeah, I think it was in Laos. I think it, I, I, you know, my memory might elude me now. I think oh, it was yeah. Laos, Laos and um, the maid or the, the cleaning team after when we checked out. I mean... It worked out. I'm surprised we didn't get arrested and taken to the MC for like a debrief because <laughs> that was... That was hell on earth. <laughs> I mean, that was awful. But yeah. I think we all came down from something in, in Laos, um, which is only a couple of weeks after we got there. Something like that, I can't remember now, but yeah. It all hits at some point. Yeah, yeah. I think Laos is pretty um, earthy when it comes to food. I mean, Thailand's got Definitely. a bit of um, bit of cleanliness about it in terms of, I guess, what you get at a restaurant, mm. but I think Laos is a bit more, yeah, I, I call it earthy. I think after a few weeks, though, you kind of do strangely get immune to it. Um, mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it must just be the water or the food, and you know, within the first month, even less than that, you're all going to get struck down at some point. But after that, I can't remember too much. Okay, so yeah. in Thailand, you started in Bangkok. I guess you went to Cambodia next, right? Yeah, no. we, did, we went north, didn't we? Oh, you we went north. Up to, we quick, to quickly nipped south while waiting for Phil Renane. Um, it, yeah. to Koh Chang and then we went back to Bangkok when Phil kept for the ride and then we went north to Chiang Mai, Chiang Mai. yeah mm. did you just get a bus Chiang up there or did you get like a moped and drive yeah. up there some minibuses that were hossing it around mountains at ridiculous speeds yeah grim yeah fear of death and being sick it's not it's not a great combo probably hung over as well at the time so yeah it wasn't it wasn't too pleasant I can't remember was that the and journey from Chiang Mai to Pai I think it was the worst one yeah and also on that note People that have done these trips will know this. The stops on the way on those long haul drives are the stuff of hell, aren't they? Like yeah. you're starving, you're dehydrated, you're crammed into this minibus like sardines. All you want is a decent meal, and you come out in the back of beyond. And mm. I mean, it's like 10p for a meal, but you can't even get a bag of crisps and coke. You've got to eat whatever they're serving. Yeah. You have to eat it. No if you're starving. Yeah. Yeah, that is, I mean, that is at like 4 a.m. or whatever it is, like you've been traveling for 10 hours. That's the like less desirable aspects of traveling in that part of the world. I think if you went back now, I think you'd be pretty surprised. I went back in 2018 and the stop offs and the buses and the places that you went to are much more like newer 
probably a bit more cleaned yeah. and not as yeah. rustic as back in those days. Yeah. I think it's back bowl and a coke. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I found that spe- especially surprising in Cambodia actually. Like we like dotted about like around the country, Angkor Wat, blah blah blah, and then yeah. stop offs in the bus were just like, oh wow, like this is like a what a also, Western Cam- restaurant pretty much. Did did they all when you went back a few years ago? Did they all have like amazing Wi-Fi as well? Because that that was yes. a thing when we were yes. coming. So I think we, um, I remember going back to Thailand on a holiday. Mm, it might have been a couple of years later, like 2013. And I noticed from 2011 to 2013, just that two-year gap, nowhere did wife, or, you know, you'd have to go on the computer in the hostel, right? Yeah, that's what we did, yeah. Go on it, check your email, yeah. um, which was amazing. That was nice. Not really many people had, a couple of people have an iPhone, but the wife, I don't think, I don't even think it was that widespread. Mm-hmm. Definitely connected to socials. I won't exactly. arrive somewhere. Was. We'd be like, "Where's in that cafe?" Yeah, you'd have to go to a cafe, which is in many ways quite nice. You get like half an hour. <sighs> check Sky Sports news. Check your emails. <laughs> upload some photos, and then, and then you actually can just check out. Like, didn't really, I? Didn't think any of us had any phones. Which is good, right? But it's no, we had cameras. Do you remember? We used to just yeah, that's it, old school cameras. cameras. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get everything off onto Facebook. I think there's Facebook at the time. Yeah, it? I use Facebook at the time. That yeah. we discussed this in the last episode that uh, the two girls went in 2010, so that's a year before you. But yeah, we talked about that. We're not we're, between 2010 and 13 when I went. Most people travelled that because of our age in that sort of period of time. No phones, and it is that hostel, yeah, like computer where you dump all your photos. You probably do a status on Facebook and then log out and move on for another week. Right? It seemed a bit, bit more free in those days. I think that was it. Was you were less less connected and less tied to online, and yeah. I don't know what it's what it'd be like now going around, going around. Whether you be uploading to Instagram every every day, or or what would happen to be honest? Well, I think you can because that. the internet is so good now. You can get well, a SIM exactly. card, local SIM card, and you've got I mean, like I'm not 4G. Yeah. I mean, we were generally quite an unsocial um, group, but uh, if you go to hostels now, you just see people on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Whereas back in the back in the day, people. Well, very rarely, if not anyone would have a phone or there would be no Wi-Fi. So you'd have to talk. I mean, we'd just walk straight by and, you know, sit on our own. But, like, you'd still have to, like, you know, if you want to talk to people, you'd, uh, you know, you would, right? Yeah, yeah. I know everyone on the phone, right? So that day you went, oh, I started a night in San Francisco after you left, Hamo. And uh, I remember being in a hostel, like Dan said, I went down to meet some oh, people. Yeah. And yeah, everyone yeah. was on their computers, on their phones. Like, yeah. almost everyone, I thought. And because I was a bit retired anyway, I didn't have the energy to actually speak to anyone. But, you know, it's hard to strike up a conversation when someone's looking at the phone. You think they might be doing what they're doing. It's a bit of a problem, isn't it? Like, travelling these mm. days, you've got to make an effort not to do that because what you do, you just do Instagram travel. I mean, yeah. it's okay to post on Instagram about what you're doing, but that shouldn't be the number one thing of your trip is Instagram. It should be the yeah. way around. The travel is number one, and then you post about it if you want to. But I think nowadays, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a bit rife throughout the year. Uh, traveling backpacker community i reckon do you think um, yeah it's a shame right yeah it's a shame yeah do you think mm. travel has kind of diminished in its meaning because of that like that sort of backpacker question. travel um a question now mate i can yeah. tell you've come a long way since episode three <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, <buddy. laughs> i don't know well if you go back like 10 years before we went traveling i think the discovery was much more wasn't it because you discover places like yeah. now you're you we were when we were traveling, I think we were going online to look at the next place we were going. So we kind of had a vague idea of what we were doing. Yeah. So like 10 years earlier or 20 years earlier, it would have been completely about like finding new places and doing it your own way. Um, 
so yeah another 10 years later it's going to be a even more different experience It'll be diff diff difficult to know probably not that much different to us really mm -hmm. i might be over so overplaying it a little bit but yeah a lot more yeah i don't know it's tough one, isn't it? i think you know i think um instagram generation is it, it does it's I suppose it has ruined a lot of things, but yeah, and then you just sound like an old old bastard. So it's just different. It's just different, right? Like, I mean, it would be it's where you know most people agree. Even twenty years now, right? If they didn't have a phone, they could go travelling, take some old school photos, print them out, put them in a book, and not have to be tied to the phone, right? That's like quite mentally releasing. Yeah. Um, but there's you know it's impossible to get back to that now, right? So mm. it's almost like a bygone era, which is mental because it was only ten years ago. Yeah, but yeah, it's generally like a bygone bygone era. Feels um, like it. We, we were lucky that, you know, even if we went two years later, we might have just caught that Wi-Fi sort of um, era. But, yeah. Um, but then I guess, you know, you make a lot of, you can make a lot of friends, you know, through you know, connecting on Instagram and DMing them along your route, I guess. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just different. But, um, yeah, I think it's a shame if people, you know, just sit in a hostel now and go on the phone all the time, right? Yeah. But, what's, um, what's the point? You know, how do you kill that, right? It's, you know, everyone's... Yeah, you know, everyone's addicted to their phone, right? So, the way it is, it probably changed again in ten years, and who knows? Who knows what happened? But I mean, I suppose it is good because you kind of like if you are connected every single day, you kind of people at home know what you're up to, which might be part of what, what you're doing. You might be mm. traveling to your mum and dad, for example. They can sort of check in and see what you're up to. And I think it's best if they don't do that. I think sometimes, but yeah, it's best if they don't do that. Imagine you you put a post up now saying, "Oh, just get ready to go tubing in Laos." And if they yeah. know what that is, like fuck, like, is, is it going to survive? And that, as we as we, as we discussed in the last podcast episode, you nearly died. So yeah, I did. Um, yeah. yeah, so that, that has its two ways of, of thinking that. But I was thinking like ten years before though you went, mm. if you met someone on in the hostel, how on earth would you even? What would you do? Just give them an address and then a phone number back home. Like, how would email, you? Email, yeah, yeah. Sure. Email, I guess. Yeah, email address, I suppose. Address yeah. well, your next hostel, we had, maybe. Maybe we yeah. had Facebook, so uh, I think we would like private message people on facebook or mm. post on their wall it's probably that old again mm. you post on their wall mm. um but we kept we made loads of friends and like you know kept in touch through facebook um but yeah wait before that it must have been proper old school i right? like email and yeah but what um after chan mai where did you go after that did you go across Lao, i guess or pi after that pie, yeah, pie then to i think we went to the border at thailand onto the mekong river and we did a two-day boat trip oh yeah the boat yeah yeah Day one stopped off in Luang Prabang, I think. Yeah, great place, isn't it? And then the final drop off was Vang Yang, which is the tubing. Yes. And how oh, did you I find? Remember that now. How did you find the tubing? If you describe it again, or God, is what what's your recollection of tubing? Yeah, sorry. What was the place before that? Where did you Luang say? Prabang. Luang Prabang. Was that um? Was that on the boat, and we took a night off? Yeah, it was, we took a night off. We got off the boat. We stayed one night in Luang Prabang. Had a little wander around. It was like French influence. There was a couple yes. of cafes there. Quite a nice um, cafe, yeah. I remember getting off the boat and there was this, a fella just holding a monkey there. And that was kind of like a new experience. First time we've seen someone. It's got the bowling alley there. It just felt a lot more rural and a lot more. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you know what? My, my, my memory of travelling is basically marked by Liverpool games. We watched. I'm pretty sure we watched <laughs> like a pitiful Europa League. Yes, um, we did game in there Pepe Reina was our best player um but I can't remember anything else about the place <laughs> but I do remember tubing sorry mate to come back to your hammock to your yeah. um 
Yeah. Um, Getting boozed up down the river. I can't remember. To, I mean, I remember the place. Yeah, I just remember. Yeah, just floating. <laughs> I can't remember too much about it. So I can't remember Bambi always dying. Um, I'll tell the story. Episode three. You might remember it. Um, we were on one of those jumping bit, this rope swing thing. Yeah. I mean, you get you get to you get climb the ladder, get to the platform, and then it had a little sign, and it basically had a picture of some rocks mm. of the area you need to avoid where there's rocks literally just under the water. So it's kind of like don't drop here. So you had to be very like with it to go on that rope swing to know right where I, yeah, it was mate, safe I, to land. I think we split up as a group that on that day because I can't remember being with you. Um, yeah, I remember it being mental. We heard a few horror stories. Mm. Um, so you got you can't get too. I think we were all pretty sensible. We didn't get too, too drunk. Yeah. We, you know, we reserve that for maybe other times. But I think we always had our wits about us. And that was mm. probably because of ice. Our other mate, Phil, was, as I said before, a proper panicker, mm. which was good because when it came to stuff like that, we're all pretty sensible, I'd say. But he was, he was on another level. So, like, he would yeah. he'd keep us, you know, aware of all the dangers. Um, but, yeah, I remember that as epic. I think it might have got closed down. I, could, I might have just made that up. But, um I think it kind of stopped being a thing a few years after we went. Yeah, it did. Because I, I went in 2013 and it was closed. There's a, oh, really? That's there was like oh, Yeah, wow. there was one or two that were kind of trying to carry on. But I think it must have been around when you guys went that there were some horror stories coming out and someone died and it was like a minister's daughter or something like in Australia and that kind of yeah, blew, the, um, blew the part of um, that carrying on. And yeah, that kind of just like closed off. Mm. I, I've Ooh. heard recently it's kind of slightly reopened again, but I'm not sure if that's true. With a lot more safety measures, I assume. Because as yes. I say, it was just all the all the sort of there's massive slide with like a huge lip, so you just slide down it, and then the lift off you get off the end of that slide was huge. I remember getting, having a few wow. sort of red belly or red legs because you just slap the water when you come. Yeah. You're going so high and it's so <laughs> out of control. I just remember, um, actually, that reminds you'd get to these bars, right? <laughs> they'd usually have to like throw a rope out to yeah. like yes. haul you in, and then they they just present you with a tray of like horrible shots. Probably yeah. not even that like strong, but just like horrible, like whatever it was. Um, yeah, my, my memory's flooding back to me. There's some horrible, yeah, horrible shot after horrible shot as we sort of went down the river. So after, after tubing, did you just carry on obviously down the, on the boat further south, and then that's on its way to Cambodia, I guess. I think we went on the um, the highway, the Lao Highway, which basically just a dirt track at the time through the middle of the country. Um, yeah. And ended up in the NTN. The capital. Yeah, the NTN, yeah. That was that was a dump, wasn't it? But that was quite fun. And our mate Phil um, got attacked by a group of ladyboys, which oh, did what, he? Which obviously, you know, you immediately laugh at that story. It was my, it was terrifying. Feared for his life. Um, Unprovoked, was it? Yeah, no, he he it was completely provoked. It was his entirely his own fault. <laughs> he, he, we're walking down the street, and he. Um, Actually, no, it wasn't ladyboys. It was it was normal women. That was it, yeah, because he shouted. Let he he was must have been drunk. Saw this woman over the road. I thought, what was he thinking? And he just shouts, "Ladyboy!" And um, obviously, she. I think this is right. She was she's a normal woman, so she must have got gravely offended, and starts walking after him, shouting in in Lao, yeah. whatever the language is, and then this crowd of women. It's just right, man. A crowd of women, sort of start to appear so we're like oh fuck we need to um it's hilarious but no we probably need to get out of it and then some bloke some local bloke just appears out of nowhere like you know sort of primed and ready to to fight so 
obviously Phil, he's quite a big lad. He's he's gone pale. He shat himself. So <laughs> he starts trying to like you know, in sort of basic English, be like, no, I'm sorry, um, me no mean or whatever. And then women start like hit, hitting him, like just sort of slapping him. This is hilarious. He sort of stumbled back, sort of fell over, and they started hitting him with their, their shoes. And um, he just basically pegged it and just ran off. And then we ran off. And then obviously, you know, when the adrenaline subsided, we just, just started pissing ourselves. Um, but that was a yeah, really random story that um, he'll probably really not appreciate me telling that. But uh, no, I love that. Love I, that. I, I, was that right by me? Yeah, that, that did I have no recollection of this. You told me, you said this recently. I remembered it, but <laughs> I don't think I was there. I think you got home and then you, the adrenaline yeah. was pumping. And sort of told me what happened, but I wasn't actually there. Yeah, it might you might have not been there. Don't know why, but we might have gone to the shops somewhere. Anyway, sorry, mate. Yeah, that was that was mental. I tell you what, though, if if they keep slapping them with their shoes, that can get a bit nasty, can it? Bloody hell. Yeah, and I think because they none of, none of them spoke English, I think it was like really hard to reason with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this geezer come out of nowhere just trying to fight him, and then um. You know, you but you've got to be careful in those countries, right? Like, yeah, yeah, of course. You just got, you know, and obviously he said to me, he's got to apologize, and, and then we ran off. So, yeah. I wonder what they thought he said if they don't un- understand English. Oh, no, I think she understood it. Um, ah, okay. And obviously, you know, it's sort of translated it back. And, um, yeah, yeah. And then it sort of escalated out of nowhere. When I, um, when I got marched, on the border, Lao into the, this military office. The first question they asked me was like, "Oh, do you speak Laotian?" I'm like, "No, nah, mate, I don't speak any Lao." <laughs> yeah, a bit of Spanish here and there, but I'm not speaking Lao, yeah, mate. It's got yeah, to be in English. Yeah, B at GCC in Lao. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I had to negotiate my way with broken English, but yeah, I that's remember we learned we learned like thank you in every language, but I, I can't remember now. And, and Lao was, was fun actually, because um, it was such a I think it was one of the poorest countries in the world. It might still be. Yes, Definitely it is. Yeah, that. it's up there. But, but it's quality because, like, you know, it's similar. All those countries are quite similar-ish in terms of, like, food and lots of travellers. And it's pretty easy to get around. It was well-organised. Um, yeah, I do remember we were in the back of a tuk-tuk, and I think we were with a, uh, a professional. I think he might have been a, um, like a university lecturer, I think, in my memory. But uh, he was... We were asking him about the political situation and he couldn't speak about it. He felt like he was too scared to talk. Um, so oh. that was, yeah. So I think because it was like a, a regime of sorts, wasn't it? I can't remember if that was Laos or Cambodia, but yeah, you could tell they were a bit sort of nervous about speaking out about what life was really like. So it's not a completely free country, or at least residents. Is, is it technically a communist uh, government? I think it was communist, communist actually. Yeah. So, I think it yeah. Was. Yeah, so obviously your Lao list, your Lao listeners will be barred from this. Unbelievable, mate. Yeah, losing that huge crowd. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a. It's it's labelled as a unitary Marxist-Leninist one-party government. So there you go. I was I was getting towards that. Yeah. So no wonder he was um, shitting himself. (laughs) But Lao is. uh, I have a secret love for Lao. Apart from the roses, shit. um, It's a nightmare getting around. But the again, twenty eighteen went back. The Chinese are building a highway from Vientiane, I guess where your incident happened, all the way up to the border to China. So that's Fair getting much. built. And if you fly in, you can see the, the big pillars of the road. So it's like, mm. it's going to be complete in a few years. Um, 
I think it's been the Chinese as well. Yeah, I've been in the Chinese government were building a massive casino down the Mekong. I can't remember if that was in Laos. <laughs> I think it might have been in Laos. Like there's basically some investment going in, but I think it's felt all self-serving investment. Yeah, yeah, they they love investing in those countries down there, don't they? But, yeah. Um, yeah. So Laos was an interesting place for me, first and second time around, but quite a rustic place. Did you go anywhere else, or the same same kind of journey that we made? The Rangpa Bang and Vientiane, seeing two places I've been. Um, I didn't go tubing because it's close, so we obviously missed that off. Uh, your your generation of travelling in 2010-11, that causing carnage. Ruined it for yes. everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Cambodia was next, was that? Vietnam. Vietnam. So you went across yeah, Vietnam that was and then down. Oh, Bambi, this is where we, you, um, we split up, didn't we, so, travel-wise? Yeah, I had, a, I had a hundred dollars or something burning a hole in my pocket, so I flew to uh, Hanoi. Meanwhile, these boys took a 24-hour, was it 24-hour, 28-hour, something like that, yeah, coach trip. So Bambi was only doing Asia, I think, and whereas me and the other two were carrying on for another two or three months. So Bambi always had a bit more cash, so um, he bought himself the luxury of a propeller plane flight to uh <laughs> hanoi was it hanoi yeah. um whereas we got the 24 hours which i think turned into about 32 hours bus um i think it was a bit of an iconic journey at the time so we were like yeah let's do it this is the start of the sea career wasn't it yeah daniel and then we C met some, some german bloke called uh, daniel yeah and um but yeah we were, we were departed for whatever 32 hours or so when we made mm. the the trek from Vientiane to Hanoi. Yeah, done that twice. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, 32 and 40 hours, I think, both occasions. People might find that a bit crazy, but that is the standard, I think. It's yeah, going to be between 28 and 40, I reckon. What was your coach like? Uh, first one, pretty grim. Uh, what happened <laughs> was we got to the border and they had, I don't know if I had this on yours, they had all the locals sitting in the aisles. So when we got to the border and we got off and get our stamps and stuff, they all sat on our seats and some of our group were getting a bit um actually the girls you know it's not not the guys the girls were getting a bit bit leery about it and it kind of descended a bit of a chaos and they started threatening them with like violence did and they stuff. hit them with their shoes <laughs> no just hands <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was the first one and then the second one the guys on the bus were just a bit i don't know knobbish like just towards us i don't know why just like go there do this don't come back in this time like very strict with us what the local the local the bus drivers that were kind of working yeah. that company it's not the greatest so, experiences yeah it's horrible so i think um in that part of the world or laos or vietnam you, it's like a real real grave insult to walk onto the bus with shoes with your foot yes down. yeah yeah so i think we had a pit stop and we we're all delirious something like that and um we bowled straight on with our fucking dirty vans or whatever we you know crud we wore and this the bus driver fucking went but he went berserk mm. not quite as berserk as the slapping shoes in Lao, but like he basically screamed at the top of his voice and we yeah we basically ran back off the bus took our shoes off and then went back on but yeah mm. i think they are they are quite gnarly the uh, bus drivers up there yeah yeah they're quite strict that sh uh, that shoe rule yeah i remember putting them in carry bags you carry them on yeah yeah that's yeah. right <laughs> I think we just forgot, like obviously we were yeah, yeah. on purpose. But um, yeah, but did you sleep on the buses or not? Because I I can't sleep on those buses. 
It's difficult. Oh, I would try, but you yeah, never, you never slept for long. You get woken by a bump or like, because there's a lot of honking, wasn't there as well? I think yes. to pass when they went, when they overtook someone, they honked to them to let them know they were coming. Yeah, yeah. It's a constant noise. Um, it was always hot because the aircon was never working properly. I mean, you're always yeah. a bit dehydrated. So yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't the most pleasant experience. That's why people are delirious, right? Like, you can just forget that rule. Yeah. Uh, it's a fair point, like, we don't have any sleep. Actually, this I'm, is a good point, purpose. right? To rewind 20 minutes, talking about phones and technology. This is where today would be better for the long-haul trips because you've got your... Yes. You've got a decent phone. Yeah, yeah, Spotify, yeah. You've got an empty number of tracks on Spotify, videos. You probably download Netflix. Like, you could keep yourself occupied, right? Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Infinity. Back then... We were regurgitating the same old trite music-wise. I don't even think we had podcasts by that. Or we might have done, but we were just listening and watching to the same old crap. Yeah. So, you know, 32 hours in, when you're listening to LaRue on repeat, it's like mind-numbing, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah, and then those two... three those, months, you were on a rotation of yeah. LaRue, the LaRue album. Bob, Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh, right. It's <laughs> like, you don't want to be listening to... Like, I don't, I don't understand the fuss for that, man. I mean, seriously, that's not what you're going to be listening to. Open your minds, Chris. Open on a trip mind. between me and Tim and Hanoi, like, was yeah. it was it um, before or after you went electric? What sort of popped it in? Was it? Are you asking the wrong man, mate? Right. Me. Okay. Just the classics. Okay, so I have a mix, I the guess. Classic albums. Okay. I remember having the Tiesto album on there on my iPad. Um, I think God has had uh, LaRue loaded on his phone and then yeah. two uh, Ricky Gervais comedy. Was it? Um, yeah, yeah, the Gervais was a classic. Animals and humans, was it? He's watched on, on repeat. Politics and... Um, Politics. Yeah. I can't remember animals, something like that. But yeah, limited storage. I mean, no, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be limited, would you? Because you could download something new every single time you go on a journey. So <laughs> we were just listening, as God has said, to the same stuff on loop. Yeah, I remember going to, I don't know if you guys went to Bali, but I trusted a guy in Kuta with my iPad. I said, look, mate, I need um, whatever you've got, whack it on there. I paid him some money. But my mates were telling me that I was stupid. He's just going to nick my iPad. Um, so I went back at the agreed time, 6 p.m. next day, and this garage door was shut. And I was like, fuck, yeah, he took my iPad. So I started banging on the old garage door, and he appeared and said, oh, yeah, I got it for you. I was like, bloody hell. Like, I don't know if he got scared or he was planning to get it back, but then he re-uploaded all this different stuff that I wanted. But yeah, for those, it's kind of too late then because those long bus rides are in that middle ground, Vietnam yeah, to yeah. Laos, Laos to Cambodia, Laos to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Like, you need it then, big time. I was going to say, that, that reminds me of um, when we got on the, on the bus to Full Moon Party. It was like, a, I think from Bangkok or Bangkok to South Islands or something. And uh, there's a weird stop we made about halfway. And then um, we saw a bit of commotion down by the luggage compartment underneath us. Mm. And then we kind of what's going on here? And there was like a couple of blokes there, and then they kind of kind of went off, and then we just <laughs> carried on. And then we got to our destination, took our bags out, and we thought, hang on, something's not right got some, here. Got some random guys' trunks in my bloody what? suitcase. That <laughs> <laughs> so everyone had different stuff in their bag, like everyone had just been taken out and then put back in. So someone yeah. was just underneath the in the luggage compartment for the whole first two hours of the trip, just like taking anything that was worth taking. Did you guys get anything that back. was that was worth anything or? I always had everything on me, so I think I was quite lucky. I didn't lose anything. I think you lost a phone, did you or something? Yeah, I had some old, uh, I don't, whatever Nokia it was, probably about 50 quid. But I was, I didn't really care about that because, you know, we didn't need it. I was livid, but um, I had a pair of Nike trainers. that yeah. I just, So I had to wear my Vans for the whole trip because these Nike trainers were pinched. 
Mm. And the most livid I was, listen, I'm not great at fashion, right? So I'd had these pair of jeans, which were incredible, right? God knows what brand they are. I probably got them at uni. Best fit ever. Like scrawny waist at the time. Like fitted perfectly. So fucking nicked them. So like, yeah, I had to, yeah, I was livid. Honestly, that really upset me. Couldn't get her out of the phone, but the trainers and the jeans, I was, I was fuming. I think this is when traveling in our day, our day, if you like, was better because imagine the guy next to your, your Samsung or your iPhone now, you'd be absolutely more little than you. Like yeah. that's, that's even more crucial. I think I had a little bum bag. I just kept everything important. Oh, yeah, like classic. Passport, phone, yeah. wallet. That was always in my little bum bag. So that was always with me. So. Weirdly, in, in but, South America, they told us not to do that and keep on your bum bag. Really? Like the driver said, no, your target. Put, put it in your compartment below. I'm right. safer down there. And we're like, nah, I'm not having that. But Wait, he said, when you say compartment below, as in like where the luggage is all kept oh, in, right. on the bus. And I was oh, like, right. I thought you meant in your actual pants. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're talking about this. That's, that's, that's was, decent security. Like, that. <laughs> yeah, um, just some Thai bar like rummaging around your. <clears throat> Jesus. But I questioned this logic. Like, How does this make sense when you, yeah, as Bambi said, keep it on your, on your bum bag? That'd be fine, right? But he's like, no, because as soon as the minute you fall asleep, they're onto you, like, they're just going to reach in and take stuff out when you're sleeping. Whereas well, on that they... note, Bambi, did you not leave your card in the ATM? Because you take the cash out over there, you, your cash comes out before your card, not, not mm. the other way around, which is yes. a stupid way around of doing it, right? You take yeah. the cash and you're on, you're on autopilot. Yeah, Isn't you that left your card in the machine. I think so. I got it back, didn't I? Or did I not? What are you? Like then, someone, someone it, chased me down the road with a. You got your card. Yeah, was it you and Renee? Didn't you fall asleep on the beach and get robbed of like the? Oh, almost. Almost. We woke up. Someone standing right over us, and then you just scurried away when we woke up. Oh wow! Where was that? Yeah. Um, one of the sad in Thailand. We've been up most of the night, I think, and we decided we thought, oh, we've been we've been reading. On the road was it by Jack Kerouac? So we thought we were proper like travellers. Yeah. Like, um, so we slummed it on the beach. We'll just sleep where we lie and then or where we land. And so we just fell asleep on the beach and then we woke up or I woke up with the sun rising and this bloke just standing right on top of us, like just looking at us. There was no reason for him to be there and he just scurried away as soon as I woke up. I was like, oh yeah, that was close. Was that Copenhagen? Uh, no, it's but it's one of the bigger islands. Samiri. Okay. Samiri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember back in 2012, so it must have been the year after you come back, where that guy got shot in Copenhagen on New Year's Eve? Yeah, yeah uh, I remember. That was just before I was going, literally a few weeks. And that was like a big, big news story as I was flying out to Thailand. What um, was Kotal? When was that That couple killed in Kotal? Yes, that yeah, Kotal, yeah. Around that time too, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was... Uh, that was after, after we went there, because we spent about 10 days there, I think, doing our scuba, scuba badges. Oh, yeah, did you do it... Um, in Kotal, yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend did that, um, but I didn't want to do yeah. it, so I stayed in the on the beach for about ten days. That's what but, we did. Me and one of the Phils did it, and then God is in the other Phil kind of did their own thing for for ten days. It was kind of good when we, while we had four people. It was quite good to do that. You have two in a team. Yeah, Kotal's a nice island, isn't it? I quite like it. I yeah, I don't really remember too much about it. To be honest, it was small. There's only just one little area where you could go. Good bar that showed every single Premier League game that I seem to remember. Choppers. Sort of eight screens and you yes. watch all the three PMs at the same time. It's choppers, isn't it? Yeah. It's called Choppers. Yeah, similar like that. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a sort of walkabout of Kotel. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember now, that's reminding me, Real Moreno, this is very Liverpool fans, 
listeners slash watching. Raul Morellas was on absolute fire at that moment in time. And I think we went in there, Bambi, and he he bossed it. Can't remember what game, but I remember that era was like Raul Morales, Maxi Rodriguez. But it's the worst Liverpool team ever, but it was iconic. It was Bambi I thought that was when we were in Kuala Lumpur. We walked, we walked into Martin, a McDonald's, yeah. didn't we? And they were showing the highlights from the day before and, and Morales had just bossed it. Was that Maxi Rodriguez? I think that was Maxi Rodriguez. He's just retired, isn't he? Just retired, yeah, Maxi Rodriguez. Yeah. What a yeah. send-off. What well, a lad. Yeah, love that. Absolute goat of the 2011 era. <laughs> what year? Um, can I go back to Vietnam? Uh, what was yes. your track down? That's from Hanoi to Ho Chi Minh, I guess. Stopping off on the way to some places. Hanoi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To Hanoi down to, that was Saigon, right? Yeah. 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 That is Ho Chi Minh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Any highlights on the way? at Huey. Don't remember much about Huey. Yeah, Huey. Huey's okay. Huey was all right. Wasn't it a bit crappy weather then? So we sort of... Um, yeah, it was cold, rainy. We really do windy. a lot of beachy stuff. Yeah, got most use out of my raincoat in the, in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. And then the Trang was good. Yeah, you didn't Trang. like the Trang, did you, Hamo? But nah, it's part, it's part it. essential in it. But um, wasn't the Trang like the um, good waves? Wasn't it like the uh, sort of uh, it's the water park? I'm drawing this out. Yeah, it was like a like built up kind of. Not the yeah. Magaluf of the Benadryl. Yeah, Benadryl. There's lots of hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lots yeah. of hotels going up when we were there, so it's probably even busier now. But yeah, yeah. That really, um, the Trang was the amazing waves, like insanely big, probably perfectly dangerous waves. That was good. Did you go to the, the booze cruise bar, or I think it's the Sailors yes. Club, the Sailor Club, Sailors Club? Yeah, yeah. And Finn Pearl was the. Uh, Water park over the water where you get like the um bundler across. Did you do that? Or was it not I there when you were there? Do that. Was that there's a theme park over there, right? No, no one really knew what it was. It's like, oh, what is that over there? So I was like, oh, it's a water park, but no one ever went there. So yeah. all the uh, gondolas were, were empty. I think we heard they were using animals as uh, entertainment or something and they weren't like treating them particularly well. So I think there was someone in our group at the time sort of told us about that and said, no, we're not going over there because what they do is horrible. So we're not giving them any right. money. Because it's about fifteen dollars right. or something to go, and we thought no, that doesn't seem right. Fair. So yeah, fair point. I tell you, football and, though. When I was there, football. Yeah. If you met this game, booze cruise night out. Uh, we stayed up till two thirty a.m. to watch Champions League game when Ronaldo went back with Real Madrid to Main United and knocked him out. Remember that? What year was that? That was twenty thirteen. Yes, and February. Nanny, Nanny got sent off. God, that's un- wow, that's unbelievable knowledge. I just knew that. Because Ronaldo scored, mate, right? Back post. I told you, mate. Yeah. Totally football show in the outfield wrap from my, my, you know, and then this, this, and then this one, yeah, right? of course, yeah. So yeah. if if the crew are watching, get me on one of them, um, <laughs> because yeah, I'll unbelievable yeah, knowledge that I'll fit right in. Wow. Yeah, get me Do on. You remember in the train, goddess? You remember the uh, sand dunes as well? We went sliding down sand dunes in the train. Yeah, didn't those little kids try and mug us, or they start throwing stones? Yeah. Because <laughs> we had stones to like. Us. I had no enjoyment of that. Make us buy, oh, I don't know if they, they're trying to make us buy something like a, oh, like a bar of chocolate. Or I don't know, whatever it was, or that whatever. And they we said no, so they started throwing rocks at us. <laughs> These are like what? seven-year-old kids, right? Like really cute. Seven, like, yeah, Shit. really young kids. Of One of them chased me all the way. Like, we got these little carpets or something similar. I had no enjoyment because every time I got my carpet and tried to slide down, one of them just like threw stones or chased me down. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying, to, the thing is, trying to get away from it's two wind up merchants that me and Bambi are we sort of reveled in that 
because it was also a little bit sweet and you know they weren't really going to hurt us um although they're probably trying but anyway i phil the other phil he obviously is the panicker he yeah. was hating it he's oh we're in trouble here. we're in trouble um so he was hating the fact me and bammy were egging all these little kids to throw stones at the other two um but yeah that was yeah that was epic i don't remember doing sand dunes i, don't, I didn't even know that was on the cards there I just saw in a train as a boozy few nights out. There's a bar called the Pineapple, I think. Pineapple Bar. Mm. You remember that? Just off rented, the, uh, the beach? Vaguely, vaguely remember that, yeah. I think we rented mopeds. So I think we already started sort of getting around by mopeds and sort of got comfortable. Yeah, yeah. That was a good way yeah. to get away, around because you could sort of rent them for $10 per day or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I think we, we went slightly off the beaten track to get to the dunes. Okay, fair <coughs> enough. The problem I had, I think I went there for Chinese New Year. So everything was booked out. So that was a bit of a, bit of a add an error, should we say, when traveling. Again, no phone. I had no idea what, what date that was, but it was the day that we're going there. So had to rearrange some stuff. Um, but yeah, that was a, I don't know. It was sort of, um, it was like, you said Benidorm. I think it's like maybe the Benidorm of Vietnam. Yeah. I think people yeah, were flying there that. for a bit of booze and a bit of sun. A lot of tourist money had gone into that, I think. So hence all the hotels with bulls, kind of like all-inclusive type thing. Lots yeah. of them going up. Yeah, I remember speaking to this waitress. So it's a, it's a popular flying route for Russians. They find direct flight from Russia. Oh, really? They're going straight into the train. And I saw some unbelievable stuff at a restaurant. But Russian, some this Russian family was like the way they're speaking to this girl was like horrendous. So she'd come really? over to us and like we'd obviously like nicely ask for something, and she was telling us in broken English that yeah she preferred obviously Western tourists to to Russian tourists because we're nicer. And then mm-hmm. like consider what i saw in terms of like the way they like just deflated and like nah, we need this we want this now like pointing and stuff mm. fucking hell so well, that's kind of vibe i might just sit a bit sense now because we when we're in ho chi minh i think i talked about the advert we uh yes we're extras in yeah yeah before, and that was a russian green iced tea lipton green iced tea um, oh, mad, yeah and it was yeah it was russia it was like why on earth are russians filming filming this here in ho chi minh city like why why it's it really bizarre, but that makes sense. It's like the main flight route. So. Yeah, yeah, direct routes. Right? It's quite um, well connected to Russia. Yeah. yeah, it's well connected. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it goes back to Vietnam War, right? But um, yeah, yeah. I think the, you know, you know, Ho Chi Minh himself is in Hanoi, right? Did you go see him? That the, the monolith oh, mausoleum. Yes. He, he he sort of sits there. Obviously, he's dead, but he's been there for like fifty years, and you can go around in a circle and like just look at him. Well, he goes to Russia every year to get um, I don't know, touched up facelift yeah where, where yeah. they do um so i think they've got that sort of like quite close ties so i think a lot of russians go there for yeah like we go to spain we did, a fair, we did a fair bit of culture in vietnam actually i do remember oh, yeah? to a very most harrowing like museums i've ever been to but sort of reading about the vietnam war like the impact that i had is that the agent orange uh, one yeah that was down in saigon was it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Agent orange, yeah. tough that one isn't it yeah that was <laughs> that was interesting that yeah yeah that was horrible the nap- napalm whatever yeah, and you brilliant. saw the effects in you saw the effects in Ho Chi Minh City. I think the, the guy who was um, what do you call it? Is owner of the hotel we stayed in. He kind of he had no legs and he's like moving around just on his yeah, arms yeah. and things like. Oh yeah. Saw lots of people around there like that. He'd clearly been affected by like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just some of the photos were pretty grim. I've been there twice mm. now, but um, yeah, that's. I think my girlfriend here was like quite interested in their wording, how they word the uh, captions, like. America's oppression against us and how they word the, mm. the war. It's mm. quite interesting. Can't deny it with the photos, though. Yeah. 
Um, exactly, I'm, not a, I'm not a Vietnam War expert, so I would not go there. Um, <laughs> after Anything else in Saigon? Did you do the Coochie Tunnels? Do that? I've never heard that in my life, mate. So I don't Coochie Tunnels? No. Right, uh, Bambi, you might remember better than me. <laughs> Bit of culture? No. no. Is that where they, they all, the Viet Cong... Yes. Sort of jumped out at the Americans. Yeah, yeah. Tunnels. Just hiding tunnels. And yeah, I remember, and I remember it was being on a radar, but we, we never did it. Right, fair enough. Um, anything else in Saigon that piqued your interest, apart from the advert? Oh, the advert was a hell of a day. Um, <laughs> you got any memories from that day? I might have said it already, God is, but... Um, the oh, the advert was immense. So, it didn't get paid 50 US dollars each, which was loads. I think it was about 20, wasn't it? It was nothing. No, I think it was more. Was it I think 50? it was a okay. decent amount. Um, well, wow, that's, that's pretty decent, isn't it? Just up in these wacky suits and um, and just pranced around the shopping centre for three, four hours. Yeah. Um, Occasionally call cool back to stand there and then yeah, yeah. in the background that, and walk around. Really and we're weird, walking around yeah. like business people in front of this huge, like, um, uh, high story, high rise building. And, very modern mm. and i think phil got recruited for an important shot didn't he he had to like actually go close to the model he was walking towards the camera he's walking away from it. and so, we just yeah. sat on our asses for like three hours just waiting for phil he had to do his takeover over again oh wow okay did he get paid extra for that no <laughs> i've looked for this video and I've, I've not found it i really want to find it it's yeah just... i've never found it Libid. never found it <coughs> it's probably somewhere in the archives isn't it somewhere. surely what, uh, who was it for? Lipton tea, was it? Iced tea? Lipton green tea. Green tea. Have you emailed him? Actually, good memory. You should email him. You should, yeah. Yeah, great times. It's Russian. It's Russian, so it's a difficult search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Did mm-hmm. you um, go to... No, you wouldn't have gone there because you can't get there. I went to Phu Quoc. I don't know if you heard of that. It's an island off Vietnam. But they built the airport the month that we arrived, so I don't think you guys would have gone there unless you went by boat. Um, south. Yeah, it's basically bits next to Chinookville, but it's in Vietnam. Ah, okay. On the border. So it's close to it's the Delta down at the bottom, isn't it? Mekong Delta is like this huge. Yeah, yeah, it flows down, right? Um, and then you've got, you've got the islands in there. Islands down the bottom. Yeah, it's, just one, it's basically ah, one of those islands, okay. but it's just the furthest right, which is part of Vietnam. But yeah. you went to Cambodia across the border, right? So did you get the bus yeah. to the border, then pay someone at the border to kind of get you through quicker? or? Ooh. Have very little recollection. I you think it was money in the passport. Yeah. Didn't you have to do a weird border run, Bambi, to, to Burma? That would have been in Thailand. Did right? that was to renew my Thailand visa? I think we were going to South Islands, and I didn't have enough time left. I was using up my thirty days or something. Oh uh, so yeah, thirty days. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, oh, I met a few people who had got in trouble with that actually. They got like stung at the border. I think they're like two days over, and they got like massively fined. Couldn't leave. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you did yeah. the right thing. Yeah, yeah, it's quite, it's quite stressful. <laughs> I can't remember how we got into Cambodia though. It must have just been a um, coach. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think we just drove, drove in. We paid twenty dollars or whatever it was for the visa. And then, yeah, yeah. I think if you go the other way, so I went the other way. There's a the fake border. I don't know if you heard about that. <laughs> no. So if you go from Cambodia to Vietnam, there's a fake border before the real border. So people oh, right. get scammed before you even get to the actual border. <laughs> it's stressful. Well, it's got your wits about you, haven't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably can't, probably can't, switch can't switch off. Can't switch off. Yeah, Cambodia, you went to Chinookville, and I guess you went to Siem Reap. Five days to... in Chinookville. One of my favourite yeah. places, because it's just such a beautiful beach and, like, calm sea. It was, like, really nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. Siem Reap, Angkor Wat, and Pyongyang. Phnom Penh, wasn't it? Yeah, Phnom Penh. Phnom Penh. Oh, Phnom Penh, uh, the, that's right, um, yeah. 
Pyongyang, you guys know Korea, sorry. Yeah, Yeah, that was... Yeah, then we'd get mopeds out there. And, um, yeah, then sort of, yeah, moseyed around there. It was the same day we shot machine guns, wasn't it? And then we went to the killing fields. It's kind of a (laughs) cultural experience that day. And then also got stung numerous times by corrupt coppers trying to pull us <laughs> yeah. over oh, yeah, for, yeah. For, for yeah. false traffic violations. <laughs> Did they list the, uh, the violations? What was their violation list? Uh, well, it was like, you, no yeah, you've gone for a red light. <laughs> no, it was green. Well, he'd pay me $10, $10. So I think we paid it. We paid the first one because we were obviously like, what, what's going on? And then we got wise to it. And this is probably not advisable. We called their bluff. The next time we got pulled in, oh yeah, and we just we just drove off, and they didn't follow because obviously they want to get ten dollars out of you to pocket yeah. it, right? Yeah. Or take if you refuse to pay, they'll say, "Oh, we'll take you to the station." But then, if their superior is you know not in on it, then you know they can't be asked. So yeah, but that could go horribly wrong if you call a bluff. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be mm. banged up in some cell um, for not paying ten dollars. But obviously, you don't want to pay. We were getting stopped every half an hour. Oh, yeah, like, that, we that would build up, yeah. We were spunked about $100 just getting to the killing field. So we were like, we've got, to, we've got to call their bluff, and we did. So, but yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't advise it, but yeah. And I guess the killing fields is, I, I, don't, I don't want to spend too much time on it. I've talked about it quite a lot on my podcast, but kind of brings you back down to earth on your trip, I think, in Southeast Asia. Yeah, that was, I mean, really good to go to, but... Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think we didn't really know too much about it at the time. Not a lot of people seem to know too much about it, right? I think there's mm. a film, but um, but yeah, it was obviously interesting to learn about it. But yeah, horrific, um, really, really horrific. Mm, I think we've kind of been warmed up to it after you know after going to Vietnam and sort of experiencing yes. their side of the Vietnam War. So we're kind of like we knew we knew a little bit about it. You kind of know about Pol Pot, don't you? And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's still incredibly harrowing. Just like. But it's important you do those kind of things when you. I think it's one of those genocides, yeah. Unless you go to the country, that probably don't study it at school. Well, we certainly didn't, no. so wouldn't really know too much about it unless you sort of up on it. Mm. But we had our lonely there. planet, didn't we? We learned a lot from the lonely planet. We did use that a surprising amount, I think. We. It's, it's like, a good place. Trying to gauge where to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it kind of tells you things about it in there. Yeah. Did you go to um, Pub Street in Simri? Remember that Pub Street? There's one street. It's full of, it's a bit like Kosan Road, but in, in Simri. I would have, exp- I would have I thought so. I can't remember, actually. It's called Pub <laughs> Street. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds incredible, quiz, but mate. I can't remember. <laughs> there is, like, sports bars galore. There's yeah. like... is, that, is that where you watch Nanny get sent off against uh, Real Madrid? <laughs> no, that was uh, no trend for me. <laughs> the booze cruise bar. Oh, yeah. Um, I can't remember what we... Yeah, weirdly, God, that's a, that's a fair point. A lot of my memories, I do remember foot matches that we obviously, because of time difference, would like, okay, we'll go out this night and at that yeah. time we'll find somewhere and, to watch it. And also, um, to bring this back to football, um, now there's like a saturation of football, right? It's on all the time, right? Which is sort of increased since COVID, I guess. Yeah. It's been creeping up every year. But back then, obviously there's a lot on, but, you know, probably one game on a Saturday and then one game on a Sunday, maybe two at most. Yeah. Um, whereas you go out to Asia and they've got every game on. Um, so I think yeah. Bambi, we probably watch more Liverpool games, more more Premier League games than in Champions League than we would have done in the UK. 
So yes, it was. I mean, it was epic for that for that reason, really. I think that's a very good point because now it's just on all the bloody time. Like yeah. in Canada here, we can watch every game, so I have access to all the games all season, and it's like a hundred. Yeah, it's, it's hundred quid a year. All in. At uni, yeah. obviously there'd be a lot of games at three o'clock on a Saturday. You couldn't watch it right in England, yeah. obviously. Yeah. And internet was pretty crap by then. So it'd be hard to stream it. So like we'd yeah. be watching Gillette Soccer Saturday. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. God, it makes it sound so old, but that was only like 10 ish years ago. Whereas now. <laughs> and they got um, rolling news as well, haven't you? Yeah. On your phone and, and you go on Twitter and there's always news about football. And yeah. Oversaturation <laughs> everywhere now. You yeah. can't escape it. Yeah. VPN, keep my login. I can watch it anywhere, yeah. even in the UK. And, and you can't even watch it in the UK. It's ridiculous. Anyway, that's another conversation. I need to get to um, the final points of Southeast Asia. Is there anything else I've missed from you guys before we go to Australia very quickly? With yeah, no, particular highlight. CM Reap, we were Angkor Wat is obviously... Uh, oh, yeah, classic. Place, classic like yeah, that yeah. temple, absolutely stunning. And we went to, after that, our tuk-tuk driver, it took us around Angkor Wat all day. Invited us to his house for his uh, Songkran yeah. celebration. Oh, wow. Nice. That was a unique cultural experience. Yeah. Culture. Real culture. Proper culture. The problem was... Oh, no. We'd had happy, we'd had happy pizzas um, in town <laughs> just before we went around right. his house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think we might have had strong happy pizzas as well. <laughs> God knows why. Um, and, yeah, we, we weren't really with it. And also, they, you know, it was it was, it was tough because they couldn't really speak English. We couldn't speak obviously Cambodian, um, yeah. so it's tough. But it's really nice of them to invite us in and give us food and stuff. Yeah, love that. Uh, so yeah, big culture. Yeah, real culture. Yeah, big fan. Um, anything else that I've missed uh, before we go to Australia? Just the classics. Really. I think we then went in, back into Thailand and then did the you know your full moon full moon party. Yeah, PP. Yeah. Um, I think the culture really tailed off by then. So it was epic. So it was like a month solid of like your classic. It's a party down there. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. And then we went into Singapore and Kuala Lumpur, which obviously two huge cities. So a bit different to yeah, really different. What we've been doing for like the last two months. Yeah. And then Bambi went home. Waved him yeah. goodbye. And then you went to Goddard's, you went to the US. No, we went down to Australia. So oh, okay, um, Australia, yeah. me and the other two Phils, we went to Cairns. Yeah, we flew into yeah, Cairns. Cairns. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's right, top of the country. And then went down to Sydney, uh, then New Zealand, and then um, American and back. So Did you of... stay at Gilligan's in Cairns? No. Ah, oh, that was classic. So we stayed in, um, oh, what was it called? Like a prison, named after a prison. Uh, right. I can't remember a prison hostel, something like that. I wasn't called that, but something like that. Yeah. Asylum, asylum, I think. But Gilligan's was like the, the big, that was the big one, right? Yeah, yeah. So, well, um, we say I think yeah. we went on a couple of nights out there. Yeah, got a um, massive club. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the Wool Shed as well was a big club. Oh, the Wool Shed. That was unbelievable, child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mates had gone a few years before, like after college years. So, what was that, three, four years before that? And yeah. that was the iconic sort of places because they lived in Cairns for a, a brief period. You, you start jumping on the tables and start dancing on the tables. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. bloody hell. That's an r- unbelievable probably, shout. Probably not still. It's probably not there now, but um, well, it might be. But that was, yeah, that was iconic. <coughs> all, all the chats that Australia have had, and I've not remembered that one thing. And we and we went there. Yeah, it's a great shout, yeah. Yeah, I remember we should. That's on, the, yeah. that's on the table, yeah. They don't know. Um, I think that 
quote me on this. I think I've done a free meal. I think you got a spag bowl for free if you had a backpack and you stayed either at yeah. Gilligan's or the Woolshed, I think. I can't remember the rule. Yeah. But... Oh, yes. You got a little token. Yes. You got a free, you got a free spag bowl. Yeah, I think it's spag bowl, yeah. It, mate, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was absolute utopia. Um, yeah, it was amazing. Unbelievable shout, yeah. Did that you go was on, the um... sole reason that I decided to live in Australia in a few years later because I was just, yeah, I was in heaven. What percentage of your meals on that trip was spag bowl? Would you say? Uh, yeah, spag bowl would be my go-to hearty comfort meal. So, nearing fifty, I'd say. Yeah, it probably. And the odd pad thai. Yeah. But mostly spag bowl. <laughs> like your main even meal. Be realistic. Yeah. I'd say one in five. One in five is a spag bowl or some sort of anglicised pasta and bolognese sauce. Like <laughs> lasagna. <laughs> yeah, lasagna. Yeah, that sort of shepherd's pie, that sort of stuff. So that, that time in Cairns inspired you to go to Australia a couple of years later. So you did um, for two years, right? Uh, yeah, quite a few years after that. So I moved to Australia 2016. That was probably, what, five years later. Um, and I lived there for two and a bit years. Was that a work permit or was that a, with work? Yeah, yeah. So um, I got a, I think they're different now, but at the time it was called the Four five seven visa. Yeah, worked same. in sponsored visa. So I got yeah. sponsored in London in London for a new job. So I was working at the time in London. Um, wanted to move to Australia. I couldn't do it in my current company at the time, so I moved. Uh, well, yeah, just applied, got a job over Skype interviews, which was great. Oh wow! And then they yeah. sponsored me to go over there, and then um, that was it. It was all it was all relatively easy actually, which you... I think is a lot harder now from what I've heard. But um, yeah, it's well quite, hard. I got, quite, yeah, yeah. got quite lucky at the time. This is pre-Brexit, pre. Covid pre, you know, um, sort of you know immigration rules. Pre shit, basically. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And did you just stay in Sydney for two years or two and a half years? What was? Is that where you lived? Is that your base? Yeah, Sydney the whole time. Yeah, so I worked there, lived there for yeah, just over two years. Yeah. So from your trip originally with Bambi, that that trip in Australia, but also this current one, what was your highlights in Australia? Would you say what's a your favourite, I don't know, activities or places that you saw? Yeah, it's difficult because obviously Bambi wasn't there. So, yeah. um, That's right. uh, so we were gutted for him really from not, not to be there with us. But yeah, Australia was iconic, very different to Southeast Asia. So um, a different crowd we felt like, mm-hmm. um, like Southeast Asia, you get quite a lot of posh, like posh kids. Like it is Gapier, yeah. right? Gapier, yeah. yeah. We didn't, I mean, that's probably a lot of them in Australia as well. We didn't find that was sort of, um, sort of yeah, sort of hung out with like different crowd of people, um, and then you kind of got like big iconic trips in Australia, right? If you do the mm-hmm. East Coast, so I think the first one, obviously Cairns is quite iconic, yeah. Um, and I think the first big thing we did was the Whit Sundays, yeah, great area. So we did the boat. That what was boat. Awesome. Did you do like, that? Was what boat? Uh, Clipper. Oh uh, yeah, same Clipper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Classic. So yeah, we did the Clipper, and then that was yeah. that was iconic. So that was however many days, four or five days, something like yeah. that. Pipe, pipe boat. Um, yeah, and then um, Fraser Island it must have been like a week yeah. or two after that. Um, so I remember those two being like really big, big trips, like you know, big social, like um, iconic trips. Fraser Island is um, even more iconic for me, I think. Really, you, yeah, big group <laughs> tenting up, driving around, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, driving, driving the jeep that was quality. Um, but we had to race down ours quite quickly. I think we only had 28 days to get from Cairns to Sydney, so we had to we had to motor down quite quickly, yeah. yeah. Um, but I remember loving it and really just really liking it. And um, 
I'd always had a thing in Australia, really. I, I don't know, just the weather, the climate. Oh, um, it's, my, it's my go-to, number one. 100%. Yeah, so I'd always yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Awesome, what, month, just under a month in uh, travelling there. Yeah. And then your second experience just working there, was that, was that just dominated by work or did you get to travel much around, like, maybe West Coast or down the South? Uh, yeah, did a bit of travelling. Probably not as much as I wanted to, but um, it's completely different. Like, you know, when you're a backpacker, you do the Fraser Island, you went Sundays, yeah. you can. And when you live in there, obviously I was a bit older as well. Um, you know, you do weekends away around New South Wales, which obviously was the state Sydney's in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, breaks away to Melbourne, Adelaide. Um, my housemate was Aussie, lived in Queensland, Brisbane, you know, yeah. stuff of him. And then just little like regional trips around sort of uh, New South Wales, sort of, you know, within a few hours of Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that sort of stuff. Did you get into your into your sport in like AFL? Did you get into that? Uh, so yeah, traditionally AFL is not Aussie rules has not been that big in Sydney. But when when I was there, I think it was the they tried to pump a lot of money into um, I can't remember Swans Sydney Swans yeah Sydney Swans yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Sydney Swans. yeah. But traditionally, it's not never been a uh, Aussie rules state. But um, and I didn't think I'd like it because when you watch it on the TV and you can't really hear the commentary, like you think you honestly you're like, what is going on, right? Yeah. You haven't because the pitch is massive. It seems to be about thirty blokes on the pitch. Well, actually, probably is about thirty blokes. Yeah, on the yeah. pitch, Maybe more. Um, and it looks mental, right? But when when you go to a few games, I really liked it. Like rugby league's big in Sydney. Rugby yeah. league's all right. State of origin on that, right? We had a guy from Hull, my and Bambi's housemate was from Hull at uni and like, watched a few league games, leagues, or it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, cricket was never as big as I thought out there. Um, what else did they have out there? Football's crap out there. Like, so really AFL, yeah, I went to see a few games in the SCG. Yeah. And what was the, um, the final, one of the final, one of the playoffs in the Olympic Stadium in Sydney? Um yeah, I really liked it. Yeah, really, really, really liked Aussie rules. I thought it was the closest thing to UK football in terms of atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, really uh, good. So, yeah. A bit raucous. And also just watching the game because it's high scoring. The only issue is it's 100 minutes. It's quite long. Yeah. Um, and if the, you can, if the game is getting away from the team because it's high scoring, you can kind of tell quite early who's going to win yeah. um, in some games. But if it's a good game, um, yeah, definitely recommend it if you're someone sporty. Um that's a really good one to get into. Uh, just watch a few games and yeah, go with an Aussie and they'll tell you the rules and then it's it's pretty easy after yeah, maybe exactly. a couple of games. I did love it. I think if uh, people want to experience AFL, I would say go to Melbourne where you've got like 10 teams to choose from. Yeah, um, yeah. I chose Richmond because um, I was going to move there. But um, in, Which in is Melbourne. Melbourne, right? Yeah. 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 So um, they've won, I think Richmond won the championships like three, three at last They won years. it recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they had a bit of a decent run. But um. I went to the games with a few mates from work and once you kind of know the basic rules, get your mark up, you know, aim for the mark and get get the ball caught in the air and get, get your yards and stuff and just kick, kick it in the goal. It's pretty simple. Um, but yeah, that was uh, one of my iconic, I guess, memories from Melbourne was AFL nights, I think. Um, because it's, it's on a cricket pitch because it's obviously a, it's a winter game. So yeah. it, it stops in the summer, so cricket then is played on those pitches. That's why it's alternating because... It was created as an alternative sport for the cricket teams back in the day. So when he's tour, they they was create another game to keep them occupied. So that was the game they created. 
and it started in Didn't Victoria. Know that, mate. Good knowledge. Yeah, there you go. And I remember watching the State of Origin. You must have saw the State of Origin in Australia. See, that was good, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. um, not to slag off league too much, but the State of Origin was awesome. Um, yeah. So Melbourne, no, no, got that completely wrong. Um, New South Wales versus yeah. Queensland, yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember those being, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty, like, yeah, pretty good games to watch. Cool. Uh, I've got some quick fire questions for you, God, is, which is like your favourite things before we wrap up. Wrap up. But just uh, any final <laughs> words on Australia? Um, if anyone's thinking about maybe... I know Travelling or living there or... Both. Probably living there for a bit because people can travel anytime, but like maybe get the work permit for a year or two. Like It's definitely yeah, worth I doing, mean, isn't it? Sadly, it's probably changed. Like I don't think the 457 exists, but um, if you can get a job and get a visa out there, then yeah, it's amazing. So um, there's always like the debate, would you rather move Sydney or Melbourne? Like I got yeah. asked that a lot from yeah. mates or like, you know, other English people that are thinking of moving out there. So um, I think both are really good cities. Melbourne is like cooler, uh, more hipster. But mm-hmm. then, so if you like that sort of stuff, you know, you'd love it. Um, but it's not as warm. Like, yeah, there's no beach culture. No, there's no, well, there's, yeah, like, there's a few sort of, man-made beaches or something like that but yeah it's not really beachy and it's not really warm or not certainly not like um proper warm so it never really appealed to me to live there so sydney for me was was epic because it was like you know weather's amazing mm-hmm. um it's a really beautiful city um nightlife and like it's a bit it is a bit shit nightlife wise which is really surprising right okay so um there were some really strict alcohol laws that came in just before i moved there that kind of killed a lot of the nightlife off. But, you know, it might have changed now. Um, but, you know, if you want to go out there for, like, a beachy lifestyle, nice weather, you know, amazing weekends, you know, around the harbour and beaches, like, you know, I say beaches, like, it sounds really boring, but, like, you know, that's... You could spend the whole year just, you know, discovering a new beach, bumming around yeah, the yeah. beach. Yeah, absolutely. Trying to surf in, you know, you know what I mean? It's like, um, if you like that sort of thing, it's like heaven. So, yeah, definitely recommend it as a city. And it's, you know, relatively, um, you know, it's English-speaking, right? So, you know, it's pretty easy for Brits to go over there. But a lot of British and Irish um, and find your feet because a little bit like a home from home. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, yeah, you know, I had a lot of visa issues towards the end of my time because my visa got scrapped. Um, that visa got scrapped, sorry. So a lot of people came back um, around the time I did and then COVID happened. A lot of most of my mates actually, or work colleagues that I used to work with, have come back. Um, but I'm sure eventually it will sort of sort itself out. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you're in Canada, right? I think yeah. America, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. There, if you're English speaking, it's you know you can't go wrong with living and working out in one of those countries. Yep, hundred percent agree. Uh, I've got the Melbourne side, so I don't live in Sydney. I live in Melbourne, so I think we both have. Uh, good knowledge of both those cities so any questions they can fire away through my yeah. website uh jameshammond.org um i've got some travel questions to finish on bambi's really done things but bambi you're more than willing to just fire away an answer at these correct myself yeah yeah um so these are just like your favorite things pretty much it's travel question time so we'll start with god is and then bambi we'll, we're doing that that sort of tandem. So, what is the favorite beach you've been to? God, is we can start. What, what, sorry, ever or travel? Ever, ever. This Wells. is gonna be the most, <laughs> the most. Yeah, yeah. 
Wales XC, <laughs> which I went to with Bambi about three weeks ago, and we aimlessly booted a flat football around uh, before getting Culture. an over an overpriced rural Norfolk coffee. Chips. Um, <laughs> this is the most token answer, but I don't care. My favourite is Bondi Beach. Bondi Beach, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I still accept that, it. But like, I don't understand why people sag it off. I, I literally don't like. It's iconic. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it's like, uh, yeah. yeah, it's massive, but not too massive. So like, you got the north, you got the south. Um, got loads of pubs and bars around it, and you know, cafes and whatnot. Um, and yeah, it's like the most iconic beach. And yeah, I loved it. I lived sort of nearby, and there's obviously loads of lots, lots of nice little beaches around it. Mm-hmm. But um. And Manly in Oz is in Sydney's amazing as well. Manly yeah, is good one. Bondi, yeah. just for like memories, and I think it is a beautiful beach. There's probably more beautiful, but yeah, I think if you're going to live out there, that's that's like the iconic one you want to you want to go to. Okay, Bambi, are you sticking with Wales or are you going to go in serious? I change it up actually. Um, yeah, Australia's the one to go away. I've yeah, yeah, so yeah. you can have a final comment on Australia actually. Yeah, I've always I've never been. Always yeah. thought you've been, but you've never been, right? Never been. No, I wish I just begged and pleaded with mum and dad. I wanted to do it out of my own pocket on that travelling trip, and I thought I can't extend to Australia and New Zealand. But I wish I just said, "Can I have a loan?" Yeah, just yeah. to get me all through it. But yeah, so without Australia to choose from, I'm gonna say Chinookville. I love Chinookville. It's a very chilled beach, very Sounds nice sea. Yeah, yeah, Chinookville, Cambodia. Yeah, Sounds better than Wales. Okay, uh, I don't know if you both drink coffee, but I've got a fa- your favourite coffee or a city that does coffee in the world. Who's answering first? I love Melbourne oh, coffee, is... so I went there. But... Um, I mean, Melbourne's meant to be iconic, right? But I didn't yeah. live there, so I just say Sydney. I mean, London coffee's got a lot better, but I didn't yeah. drink it when I first lived here, so I can't really remember. Get loads of good coffee here now. But Sydney was, was good, and it's hard to get a good tea out there unless you make it in the office, so I drank a lot of coffee. So, yeah, yeah Sydney was, was awesome coffee. Okay. That I mean, that sounds so pretentious, but um, but it's the brunch yeah. capital, right? That's where it started. Right? Yeah, Australia, yeah, it was, so it was good. Acceptable. Yeah. Uh, Bambi, I'm doubling down on Kosovo. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, second, the second best coffee coffee Kosovo, in the world behind Italy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, what did you say? <laughs> Kosovo, yeah. Kosovo. Okay, I'm that was a damn good coffee. Because <laughs> unexpected what? surprise, I think. What? Well, I didn't expect to go and... to Kosovo for the coffee, and and there it was. <laughs> Nescafe and some coffee, mate. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> okay. Um, basic instant. Coffee, mate's decent, actually. I'll, I'll write that. Oh, dear. Oh, I can't write that. Uh, your favourite city that you've been to? That's a hard one, though, isn't it? That's a good question. A lot of different criteria you might be mm. going through for this. You can't say Sydney. That's a criteria. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, do you know what? I'll be again a bit of a token answer, but New York is is awesome. Like I fully accept New York. It's one of my top three favorite cities. Yeah, it's I don't like, care. I, I've only been there once. I'd love to go. And um, it's yeah, it's like it's iconic. I keep saying the word iconic, but yeah, you know, it was it was amazing. So um, and I think London's amazing, but I think it's one city to rival London for. It's like a whole package. Yeah. Um, that would be it. I think they're like the two, or yeah, proper world cities. But yeah, New York is 
can't say London, obviously, but yeah, New York is amazing. Okay. And, and, and I've only been there once in a while, so I'd like to go back. I'd love to visit New York. That was um, this is the off menu with uh, Ed Gamble, James Acast. So they talk about all the food and because that you can uh, you can eat, and lots of the guests go on there and talk about New York and uh, all the amazing food and drink that you can have there. It does sound stuck in my head somewhere I need to visit. Probably good Irish bars in New York as well. Oh, I expect so. Yeah. Uh, my favourite. I can't remember what I said last time. Can you? No. So this is good. So, so what are you going with now? Um, cool. not Nottingham. Although it's maybe top. Top thousand. Um, <laughs> I might have said Oslo last time, actually. Um, I'm going to go for Berlin. I want to revisit yeah. Berlin. That was a answer last week. I went there yeah. deep snow in 2010, just before I went to Asia. I went on solo yeah. traveling and I went there in deep snow. And it was, there was a lot to do that. I barely even scratched the surface. So I'd like to revisit Berlin. Okay, uh, next one. Right, it's another tough one. Favourite country that you've been to? As a whole package. Oh, England, mate. Um, no, I'm joking. Uh, um, oh, um, I really like Malaysia because I did, I did study there for a semester at uni. Oh, nice. And... Yeah. Um, the best though just to give it yeah i like malaysia because a little, little less sort of touristy than and token is thailand which i actually mm. no do you know what fuck it i'm gonna i'm gonna actually i'm gonna give another token answer thailand is my favorite thailand. I don't yeah don't care what anyone says i was a lot of people slagged it off so i've been there loads and the last time i went was with my girlfriend kirby almost to, just before covid yeah and don't think she'd ever been and we had an amazing time and Everyone's like, oh, token holiday, but I think uh, I love Thailand. It's amazing. Food's yeah, I love amazing. Thailand. Yeah, yeah. I feel accept getting, that. Getting quite expensive, but um, beach is amazing, weather's amazing, food's amazing. Yeah. In the local food, and you get, you know, spag bowl. If you spag want bowl. Um, yeah, yeah. So we got, off the, we got off the plane. We're really tired. Got a spag bowl and a pizza, waiting for a hotel. <laughs> My girlfriend's fully on board with that. So dream, dream. Um, right. And the people, actually, Thai people are lovely. Um, I think so like really 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 nice and you know have a good little bit of English and yeah I think they're like lovely people and I, I, I love Thailand yeah okay Bambi Thailand is a very good show um love that you, place. Can, you, you can agree yeah last time mate um, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Norway yeah good answer never been no same never been it's on the list to go Okay, uh, this might be an easy answer, but your favourite party place? Um, yeah, probably Full Moon, I guess, is like yeah, the most memorable, isn't it, at that time? Obviously, we'd never go back now, but in that age, it's like, might be something moved on, might be something different now, but yeah, I think that's... That's good. Or something like Rio, actually, maybe, as like a city. But yeah, it sounds like in Asia, Asia from travelling, that would be, full moon would be the big Rio's up there. Your next uh, question is your, your favourite, like, country's cuisine. I know we mentioned Spadpol quite a lot, but uh, like in terms of a, a country's food. Bambi will love this one because um, he will slag off any answer I give. Okay. Um, 
I love Italian. What's the question? Spag bowl and a pizza. Right. Spag bowl and a pizza, Italian. Amazing. Spanish, just... Spanish is amazing food. Um, yeah. Like meaty, like, you know, just all that sort of stuff. Um, what else? What else? Thai is good, you know. Da, da, da. Um, but genuinely, my favourite food is British slash Irish. <laughs> Roast. I claim spag bowl is English. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It is, it is proper. <laughs> yeah. Stews, shepherd's pie. Lasagna, still, I'm going to claim that's English. Do you know what I mean? Like, you go into Weatherspoons yeah. and pick Fly out one English of those breakfast. meals. Yeah. yeah, whatever is on a Weatherspoons menu, that sort of food, I'll be honest, this is my favourite food, so I've got, I've got to answer yeah. honestly. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, and I, I, love, I love some uh, love Italian and Spanish and all that, for a bit of culture, but <laughs> you've, asked, you've asked me and I've given the answer, English yeah. slash, slash Irish. But it's nothing better than going into a pub. Let's If I was going to Dublin... Get off a plane, it's freezing probably. Going into a pub, getting a Guinness, getting a stew. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. And I, sh- there, yeah. I shouldn't be ashamed to say it. So, yeah, that's no, my favourite food. Um, Bambi, are you ashamed of that answer? Or I can see you living in your head. Um, I mean, this <laughs> guy, have you seen his Italian. diet at home? He cannot cook. So, uh, quickly before Bambi answers, I went to Bambi's just before I flew back here last month or October. I was like, right, Bambi, I've got to come around. And we'll get fish and chips. It's like, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Rather than a Morrison's pizza. <laughs> yeah. Three yeah. things he didn't have. Three things. Ketchup. Couldn't believe it. And then he didn't yeah. have a can of Coke. He did yeah, a bit of a can of Coke. No shocking. Coke and no ketchup. And there's a third one, which I can't remember, but I was shocked at the time as well. Beans. Beans, that's it. Baked beans. I was like, what? what is going beans. on? Right, ketchup. Why do you need ketchup? It's just a hideous it's sugary Gerald, red it's, it's mess. Stephen Gerald been around your house, mate. <laughs> it's a it's a tomato jus. Isn't it? It's lovely. A tomato jus. Yeah. What's, what's I'm going the... Italian. Thank you very much. <laughs> but, okay, I'll Italian. Yeah. Okay. Classy. Uh, the one before that you missed Bambi because you dropped off because you're bored, but um, it was the favourite um sort of party place that you've been to. Favourite party place? Um, Gatecrash in Nottingham. What did Chris say? Um, can't remember. Memorable answer, Chris. I said I said the Mooch. Yeah. Student Union in Nottingham. That no, um, was um, full, full moon party, wasn't it? Full moon. Full moon. Um, yeah, it's got this party place. It's got to be because it's built around parties, isn't it? I'm, I'm surprised you didn't say PP Goddess because that was your you were slightly obsessed with it. That was up there. That yeah, it's up there. It's up there for that. Yeah. That and Full Moon are like neck and neck for me. <coughs> yeah. 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 Same. Okay. And last question. Um, if you both get to answer this, I don't know if Bambi answers first, so I can't remember, but if you had to give a few sentences each about why someone should go travelling, so like your 2011 trip and are kind of like on the edge of able to do it or not, let's imagine that COVID is not really a thing and it's all go. Um, what few answers would you give them or reasons to go? Go ahead, Goddess. Why should someone go travelling? Some words of wisdom. Um, well, the thing is, right, what what are they doing if they don't? Um, like, the alternative is essentially work. Like, it has to be, right? Like, yeah. I've mm. probably gone to, you know, you might come out of uni or you might not go to uni, but whatever, whatever right? The 
alternative is you can all right you don't get traveling fine not for everyone but go to work then so i mean how boring is that so like i think there's got to come a point where if you've got the time or maybe you've got a job or maybe you've deferred a job or whatever it might be right i'd say even if it's like a month two months three months whatever it is then um just do it because you're going to come back get a job and that's gonna be pretty boring so love that that's, yeah, that's it, I think. Bambi? Yeah, I'm going to re- re- revisit my friend Lee Wood's mantra of um, trying to keep the number of countries you visited above your age. So at 33 now, I've visited 34 countries. Unfortunately, that number's getting closer. My age is getting closer. Yeah, to it's getting there, isn't it? COVID. So I need to uh, book in a trip for when we open up again. But um, that kind of keeps you, because I think everybody has a list of places they want to visit, right? But if yeah. you have like a mantra like that, it kind of keeps you you hungry and looking and thinking right well i need to go somewhere new this year so it gives you something to look forward to um you always get new experiences from traveling um your best memories are made traveling like i don't remember yeah. many of my last six years of work but i could recall <laughs> almost every yeah, day yeah. traveling in southeast asia well it's getting a bit hazy now but 100 you know think, it's, where, yeah. it's where your mind is most open when you're traveling so i think yeah. as well like there's never a time when you're less stressed mm. so you freedom, right? have a good yeah, I've got to have a good few weeks or a couple of months at least, yeah. I think. Just, and yeah, you, just focus you on don't that realize that, yeah, you properly detox that mentally because you've got no worries, right? If you've got, you know, if you've got your budgeted correctly and you've got enough money to fund it and your flights are booked and mm. there's nothing really to worry about other than where your next bag bowl is coming from. Like, it's literally, <laughs> you just, you go with it, right? And you, you, you're doing all this fun stuff. You're seeing new stuff, making new friends. Um, you know it's yeah. it's 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 amazing so and proper de-stress and then you come back you know super chilled super happy um okay. and you know you've got something like Bambi said to really look back on and you know you remember this right you don't yeah, yeah, remember all random yeah. at work um but you can remember obscure football games from Kotel where in choppers yeah Raul Morellas scores a brace against Wolves or whatever it was you know what I mean like <laughs> but you know so yeah can I ask a, a cheeky extra yeah. question then, especially for you, Sue? Is there any lessons learned or things you do differently from your trip in 2011? No. No. Have more money. Yeah, have more money. We barely had yeah. anything. Well, I didn't. And um, that meant yeah. I could do a few things I wanted to do. But nah, nothing. Zilch, other than a little bit more money. But Maybe not too much money, off. though. Otherwise, you get two more comfort. You get two comfort. You've got to do it on a little bit of a shoestring. If you're about... 21, 22. But if you had more money, you'd go for longer, yeah. right? Good point, so that'd yeah. be, still be a shoestring, but obviously an extra month or two, right? And we wouldn't have to share beds. Very good point. Okay, that's yeah, that's um, that's why I normally finish on that because I sort of like, like, like to quote uh, every guest who comes on about why people should go travelling, and I totally agree with both of your <laughs> thoughts there. And I I define what Chris said there. Oh, God, sorry. Um, it, that is the ultimate freedom where you have no stress. You've got no bills to pay, mm. no one to, you have to see nothing you have to do you're just away just do what you want every day I, I can't think of anything better than that so that's the premise of this podcast you're right i've got to go mate because i've got a chocolate fondue waiting for me yes thanks um, for coming on i really appreciate it mate it's been amazing if you'd yeah. like to invite me back for the um champions league final in may um we could do a uh a continental football quiz which i'll be more than happy to uh oh lovely yeah i'll, I'll put that time. in that's <laughs> <laughs> nah, a good mate. Thank you very much. It's been really no. interesting. Um, <laughs> no good chance to you.
yeah it's been great thanks for having appreciate it cheers Tom. I enjoyed it thank you for listening to my Winging It Travel podcast episode today you can find me on Instagram at James Hammond Travel or Winging It Travel podcast you can search for both I release weekly clips of this podcast episode as well as photos from the last 8 to 10 years of my travels you can also find this podcast episode on YouTube please search for Winging It Travel podcast and you can follow and subscribe today it will either be the video of the podcast or there will be some still pictures to accompany the audio you can also follow me on TikTok, Facebook and Pinterest by searching Winging It Travel podcast. I do release daily content to do with travel and the podcast throughout the week. Also check out my website jameshammond.org. There's content about myself, my travels and there's also a newsletter sign up as well as a contact form. Finally, please rate and review the podcast on Podchaser. This is my platform of choice. Alternatively, you can rate this on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts from. This really helps the podcast gain a bit of traction for the future in terms of guests and content. And I'm glad to see that you guys are listening out there, reviewing it and enjoying the content so far. Stay safe, stay humble, keep listening, keep traveling and I'll catch you soon. Cheers, James.